0: Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining us with the Two and Two podcast. Uh, Again, you can watch us on social media outlets, on Facebook. Um, YouTube. You can also listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on several different outlets. So make sure you check that out. Hit the subscription bells, comment, all that good stuff. Let your friends know about the podcast as well. We hope it's an encouragement um, to you and and you find a lot of fruit from it. And joined again here with our senior pastor, Blake Switzer. So Blake, happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. So everybody can you know, text in three weeks later once you hear this <laughs> and say happy birthday to Blake. So excited to to be with you again and and diving into our topic today, especially on your birthday. But mm-hmm. um, what we're going to be diving into is is discipleship um, and how we make disciples, why we make disciples, why we find that um, important. And so we're going to look at uh, several different things: the importance of relationships, mm-hmm. you know, how do we make it work? What's the structure um, of discipleship? How how should it, how should it look? Um, even talking through you know ways people have invested in us um, as well. So um, first things first, I want to dive into the importance of of building relationships and and why that's an, such an important aspect. Yeah, and that's uh, to discipleship. You know,
1: that's something that we see throughout Scripture, and you know, we see Jesus doing that obviously in his disciples spending time with him. But even in Paul's writings, uh, one verse in particular came to mind in 1 Thessalonians 2. And if I pick up just kind of in the second part of verse 7, it says, Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And that little phrase there, you know, they, they shared the gospel, but they shared their lives. And yeah. that tells me that there was relational investment. And I think that those two are connected. Yes. The ability to make disciples and the ability to really develop deep relationships tend to
0: kind of go together. Yeah, we saw that in the early church of just how, mm-hmm. you know, the, this, our faith caught wildfire. Yeah. And it wasn't that the early church was without challenges or difficulty. Um, But because they were willing to share with one another and be open up and build relationships, it led to unity. It wasn't an institution. It was um, community and a body of believers. And um, so just thinking about relationships, you know, that's what our church is about. Yeah, it is. and um, why we love gateway so much and the people that we have relationships with you know the relationship that i have with you is so huge and over the past nine yeah. years you've invested in me and discipled me as a leader um but i want to talk a little bit about you know when we're talking about discipling somebody mm-hmm. um, we have people in different places in their spiritual life we have those that are totally lost and don't know the lord that we've led to the lord and and right. Trying to let them know we have leaders that are very involved in our church that we disciple. Um, We have people in different places in their faith. How do we, how do we look for people to disciple? How do we choose? who we spend very intentional time with to be yeah. able to strengthen their faith. I'll tell you what, I'm
1: going to flip that back on you, because I know you do that all the time, and I have some thoughts, but I've seen you do that, especially you know, in the role that you have when you're working with students and yeah. things. It was a little bit more of that, that willingness for them to come. How did you decide? Yeah,
0: so, you know, it's, in student ministry, it was something that I, I looked for um, my students that made an effort to want to be discipled. Yeah. Um, and that's what stood out to me. And it would happen a lot. Like we'd have a Wednesday night um, and I would preach a message. And a lot of times the, the response to God's word isn't always like, Oh yeah, I'm submitting everything giving it to Jesus. Um, sometimes it's like, I just need, I need to go in deeper commitment. And I would have students that would say like, I just don't know where to start, but mm-hmm. I really have a desire. Um, and so that's a huge trigger for me of just anybody that, yeah. Um, just approaches me and says, like, I, I just, I want to grow, but I don't necessarily know how. And it's also translated into adult ministry as well. It, it's mm-hmm. happened um, several times of just being involved in connect groups and going through a curriculum together. And the end result of that is like, I have this deep desire to want to know God's word more, but I don't know where to start. Right. Um, and just to have that, that desire is one of the key things I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, but I agree. And I, you know,
1: This will probably sound kind of odd to say, but I think we make a mistake sometimes in viewing discipleship as let's find the person that is most broken Mm -hmm. and try to help fix them. Um, And yeah, there's a, a place for that. And, you know, that's part of ministry. But I think what we ought to be looking for are those people that are actually growing, like you said, that have a hunger, a desire to grow. There's eagerness there. You're not spending your time trying to convince them, you know, that this is important. You need to be there's somebody like you said that has a desire and a passion. And um, just think about the the impact of taking someone who's already growing in their faith and helping them to multiply that and grow further that person is going to you know, really have a significant kingdom impact. So I think that's a maybe a little different mindset from from where we uh, may often go, but I think we ought to be looking for those yeah. that are already kind of doing it and have a desire for it, and, and we
0: can help them go deeper. Yeah, and I think a lot of times I think we confuse what discipleship is, especially in ministry and, and yeah. ministry leaders. Um, that being a part of community is we we carry each other's weights and we carry each other's burdens and we help along mm-hmm. the way. And sometimes we find ourselves with really close friends that are going through really tough times, or they might find themselves far from the Lord in a moment, and they just want to express that. And that's mm-hmm. great, and to have that that strengthens relationships and things like that. But that's not discipleship. It's not. You know, discipleship no, no. is really. Pushing in, Um, you know, one of our core values is challenging people to a deeper commitment. That's a huge component of what discipleship is. And so, you know, caring and listening is a huge part of building a relationship, but that's not the fullness of what discipleship is. And so I think that's why we have to be careful because we'll call... We'll yeah. call a whole lot of things discipleship that's not really, mm. really there. Right. Um, so it takes being intentional. Yeah. Um, you know, Paul says in Scripture to follow me as I follow Christ. And so he tried to live out that example. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know I live in a different world being in ministry that I get to do this. Like I, I, I shared this in a sermon a few weeks ago. Like it blows my mind that I get to do this as a living. I get to mm-hmm. invest so much time into studying God's Word being discipled, discipling other people. Right. Um, and, and so that's a huge blessing. Uh, but at the same time, I want those that um, have this desire to grow in their faith um, to know exactly what I do and the time that mm-hmm. it takes for me to really feel like I'm an authentic believer that's making a difference for the kingdom um, because I feel like they can do it as well. Right, um, And we see that all through Scripture and that's been passed down to all of us. Yeah. And and so finding a way to do that in a relating way, and a loving way, is, is extremely important. And, you know, like you said before, you know, we have um, leaders in our church. We have those um, that are totally lost. We have those that are, we, we disciple, mm-hmm. that are the least of these. Um, and I think oftentimes we forget those that have this love for Jesus Christ, like this deep love for who He is, but they just don't know what the next step is. Right. And that's what discipleship is, is taking them to that next step. Right. It's not always trying to, to pull somebody to water. Right. It's locking arms and, and, and helping them take that next step. Right. Um, so an important part of this is finding the time to right. invest in Absolutely. others. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, is you know, Whether it's your kids, whether it's your spouse, whether it's people that you're involved in community with here at the mm-hmm. church or coworkers, People that have expressed an interest and say, like, I just I want to get to know who the Lord is. I want to go deeper in my faith. I don't know how. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. How do you make that feasibly possible?
1: Yeah, I think that's
0: you. You brought up a good point
1: earlier. It's one thing if this is your vocation, you know, mm-hmm. and you have a little more flexibility to do that. But I, I suspect that most of the people that are joining us for this, that's not where they live, and right. so I, I think it's a matter of um, kind of maximizing the time that you have first of all I would say don't try to do it for several people yeah um, I think you know focus on you know maybe one person that you, that you pray and wouldn't mention that but I, I think that's just kind of a uh, should be a given for us but we pray that God would you know bring somebody into our path uh, but then you know figure out okay what does that look like? Um, so that I can do this in a way that um, I'm maybe taking advantage of time that I already have. I mean, maybe it's you know, meeting somebody over a lunchtime when you uh, would already be eating anyway or something that you're doing. That's I know you, you shared a story, examples when you were working with yeah. kids of how you would kind of do that, especially when you had kids at home. Yeah,
0: and student ministry, you know, it looked a, a lot different because I was on teenager time, right. and, you know, they're at school. That's a different timetable for a, sure. It's a different timetable, and just finding that time, Um, To do that, and then it shifted when I had kids, Um, and I wasn't quite as available as I once was, and what that looked like, there was one particular student that expressed an interest, and I had been meeting with him and discipling him and raising him up, Um, but my time frame shifted, and one of my jobs at home became, I was the grocery shopper, and this was before you could just order it all online and throw it into the back of your car, and you can go. Um, so I approached him and I said, you know, I have to get this grocery shopping done. Can you come be a part of this with me? Yeah. Um, and we can talk while we're doing it. Yeah. And yeah. with that particular person, it worked well because they weren't easily distracted. They were right, focused in. Right. I could go right down my list and pick up everything and I could dive into, you know, what did this section of scripture teach you? Like, what yeah. questions did you have? This is what God's revealing to me and um, what prayer requests, like just really sharpening one another and it happening through walking the aisles at Walmart. Right. And so I think making discipleship obtainable is yeah. a yeah. huge thing. And there's some people that you have to be extremely structured with. Right. Um, right. There's some people that can come. I think you you had a really great example of, like, you have to eat lunch anyway. Right. Um, just maybe they can go to lunch with you. Right. Um, and now we also live in an age where, um, you know, there's times when we couldn't be face-to-face. And so Zoom yeah. meetings, which I don't highly recommend, right. but if it makes it obtainable, Right. Make it work, right? Um, and discipleship's that important to yeah. do whatever it takes yeah, it uh, is. to make it work. It is, yeah. And I, that,
1: that's been—it is cool that we have that. You bring up a great point. You know, one of the great joys for me has been able to disciple my future son-in-law, and yeah. you know, he's in Lubbock, and so we just. FaceTime, you know, yeah. pick a time and do it. And so, yeah, there there are a lot of barriers that mm-hmm. maybe used to to be there
0: that aren't now. Yeah. So you mean you don't drive to Lubbock? I don't drive to Lubbock every week. Lubbock every <laughs> week no. Isn't it great? You can just pull them up and hang out <laughs> with them. It's it, it's awesome. But I think making those things obtainable and, and also realizing what you can invest, what they can, what they're actually capable of, yeah. what's their next step, and the next step isn't the same for everybody. I think is really important. So evaluating where they're at. Yeah. You know, for me. The first time that I was extremely um, in a structured discipleship environment I had somebody really investing me. It was extremely structured. It was extre- like it was six o'clock in the morning. This is yeah. when we're doing it, and it worked. And it, it worked well for me. But that's not everybody. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't work for me in this season now because I'm getting kids ready for school right. at that time. Right. And so things change, but making it obtainable. Yeah. Um, also, one of the biggest fails that I ever had in discipling somebody is like, I wanted to get through, like, we're going to read um, all the Gospels. We're going to get through all the Gospels. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to knock it out in a month. Yeah. And like, it just wasn't obtainable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so really filling out what, as you're discipling, what right. can they handle? Where do you need to take them? Um, how can they grow? What's their next step? Identifying those things and then structuring it around it. Yeah, I think much.
1: that's good because a lot of times, you know, I tend to figure out what they need an exact structure or whatever. And I know the person that um, invested in disciple me the best. A lot of times we just sat and talked, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, th- there were books that we went through and things that we went through. But he, you know, had enough wisdom and enough experience to know. And he knew, you know, kind of what I was walking through and what I needed most. And yeah. we would just kind of talk through that. And so, yeah, I think having that flexibility of it's not about a curriculum, right? You know, it's about designing something that can really help yeah. somebody grow wherever they are. Yeah, I think
0: that's a good point. Sometimes we make discipleships about discipleship about the tool we have right. instead yeah. of actually yeah. authentic, uh, discipleship. And so much of that is building relationship. It is getting to know who you're discipling, knowing what they're capable of, knowing where they're, what they're coming from. And, and right. you only get that through the conversation and, um, you know the next thing is let's talk a little bit about structure yeah. uh, what it yeah. what it looks like sometimes i think we make discipleship way harder mm-hmm. um, than it really is you know right. in matthew 28 you know it says go and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the father son and the holy spirit and it doesn't say by like, making sure you spend 2 hours a day with the person that you're discipling and do right. like it just to disciple to to see people take those next steps to to see them commit towards the lord to be baptized and to grow in their faith yeah. You see that in that scripture of, of go and disciple them, baptizing them mm-hmm. in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You see them take those steps that we're looking for. Um, you know, For me, for a long time, I've been asking uh, three questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ask, how are you feeding your flesh? And that's, what sin issues are you dealing with? That's a huge question when it comes to discipleship. Yeah. Being honest, transparent. Yeah. Yeah. Part of um, having a relationship with somebody is knowing some of the deep, dark, secrets, um having a relationship with somebody that you can just be totally honest with where you're at. Um, and thankfully I've had that relationship with you for mm-hmm. a really long time now and I can just share this is where, where I'm struggling and right. I've shed many tears in your office and, and just talking through that. Um, and so the second question is how are you feeding your soul? What does your prayer life look like with Him? Mm-hmm. What are you reading? How are you growing? What mm-hmm. is Scripture teaching you? Right. It doesn't matter how much Scripture you're reading. It's just, are right. you reading? And is it yeah. is God revealing Himself to you? And yeah. What is He showing exactly. you? Yeah. Um, and then the third question is, how are you feeding others? I think a huge part of discipleship is in mm-hmm. turn, where you're yeah. growing, how are you investing in more people? Um, how are you that's making right. more disciples? And that's true authentic discipleship is... Not necessarily just the we're making a disciple, but what disciples are they making? Right. You know that's a huge theme in our men's ministry. Of mm-hmm. It's disciples making disciples, and that's a right. goal of ours. Right. Um, yep. So, cool. what does it look like for you as far as structure and 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 things like that in the past, or what, even with guys you're walking through right now? I actually use those three questions too because I
1: like them. Um, I think that that's something new that I learned from you, um, and I think it works well. You know, in the past I've I've kind of bounced back and forth sometimes between, you know, let's just take a passage of scripture and we'll walk through it and talk about it and draw principles out from it and all that which as you said you could still do, but I like the having something specific to go to and say here are the questions that we're, you know, that we're going to go through together. Um, and having three is good, you yeah. know, I'm, it's, I'm a good it. it's a good number. It's a good number. It's it's more doable. I've seen You know, very specific and eight, ten different questions that you can walk through, but I I think it can get a little... The the waters can get a little muddy Mm -hmm. when we try to do too much, so I I like that. uh, Yeah. Well, that's what I
0: even find in in those three questions. I mean, those three questions can eat up an hour really, really quick. Right. Um, If you're authentic, you have a relationship, and you're willing to share. Absolutely. Um, But just if you're talking about some struggles that you're having, even just wins that you're having, that what God's done to overcome some of those struggles... You know that celebration eats up a ton of time, and just even just here's what God's revealing to me. Here's what the scripture taught. Like I just I get excited about it, and that's what we talk about. And so that's been a huge, um, huge thing for me is having that structure. Yeah. But that structure also gives flexibility. Um, There's one particular person that I'm discipling right now um, that we weren't able to meet, and but we weren't able to Zoom call either. So we were able to meet over the phone, and Mm -hmm. those three questions. Can yeah. be asked over a phone conversation sure. as well. And absolutely. And um, just being able to talk talk through some of those things. And you know, there's a few scriptures that as, as I was thinking, like, what is what is structure of discipleship look like? And you have like in Matthew 16, it says to to go and preach the gospel to all people. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking like, what does that word preach mean? Doing mean, for me, it's always like it's behind a pulpit. <laughs> we have a room, <laughs> right. these lights shining down, and we got Judd with a guitar behind us driving right. away. You know, that it but just Proclaiming the gospel to people is, is what discipleship is, mm-hmm. and then seeing them take that next step. And yeah. that's what we saw in the early church. Um, that's what you saw with them building relationships as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I love it in Matthew 4 also. he says, we'll make us fishers of men, um, and that a huge part of my discipleship is understanding um, the goal behind it, that I've been discipled, and now I'm sent out, and God has given me purpose. Um, and I think that's that answers a big question to me of what discipleship is, and it's right. giving people a purpose for the kingdom, yeah. um, and seeing them grow in that. Yeah. Um, so, last question before we get ready to close here is just why? Do, why is discipleship important to you? Like, why is it important to our church? Yeah. Um, why is it important for you individually? Because that's our, you know, that's that's what we're about. You know, if we're
1: if we're not feeding ourselves, if we're not growing, we certainly have nothing to offer to other people, and right. so. You know, I just, I think that's the, the, the building block for us. Um, and I want to get to know God better. You know, yeah. I, I want to know Him more. I, wanna, I want to be more fully His. Um, you know, I mean, just I don't know that you ever get to a point where you've arrived and you feel like you've got it figured out. I mean, there are constantly things in my life where I'm like, okay, God, help me, help me to see what I'm missing here right. or, you know, change my priorities or show me this. I mean, it's, it's got to start, I think, with us first yeah of a desire to follow after him. And and then to see the change that that brings, not only in our lives, but in others. Yeah. You know, as you know, meeting with people like this has really made an impact
0: on me. Yeah. It's really encouraging. Me too. Well, I just want to challenge our listeners as well. Yeah. Like wherever you're at in your walk with the Lord, what's that next step? Yeah. Is it discipling others? Is it needing to be discipled? What's your next step? Uh, with this, and I want to challenge you guys. Also, just a little teaser, this isn't our only part uh, to discipleship, so we're going to talk next time a little bit about what family discipleship looks like, and we're going to have some different people kind of speaking into those things. And I would love to have y'all's questions. And so if you can, uh, as you're watching on on Facebook or on YouTube, you can comment, um, put the questions below. What, what does discipleship look like? Whatever questions you might have for us. What does it look like to disciple my kids? What does it look like uh, to, to disciple um, people that are far from the Lord? What does it look like to disciple leaders? Whatever questions you might have, please send those in because uh, we would love to answer those questions in the next Um, podcast here in about a month Um, so again thank you all so much for tuning in Blake thank you so much for your insight on discipleship again you can watch or listen on Spotify you can watch on our social media platforms make sure you subscribe ring the bell do all that good stuff um, to make sure you get this information we love that you're tuning in we love that you're listening and again we hope that you are encouraged um, by uh, spending a little bit of time with Blake and I so hope you have a great day